Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Hark. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. SoupX, the Startup Expo, North America's premier startup conference, is March 6th and 7th, 2017, in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Affordably priced, SoupX is a two-day international conference featuring workshops, panels, speeches, a $50,000 startup competition, and over 100 exhibitors. For more information, go to sup-x.org. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Robin Smith. She's the CEO and co-founder at Next Phase Foundation. Robin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin. Good to speak with you. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I think what you what you guys are doing um, with Next Phase is, is super important. But maybe before we kind of get into Next Phase, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off, start off with where you grew up. Sure, yeah. Um, I grew up in a, well, I started out in a teeny tiny town in north central Arkansas called Big Flat. Um, as a kid, I think there, the population was about 37. Oh, wow. um, and that probably included wait, the dogs and horses. Wait, wait, wait. Do you mean like 37 people? <laughs> yes. Wow, wow. That's, that's incredible. Okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah. The, um, my, my oldest brother's graduating class was six, I believe, if wow. I remember correctly. Wow. Um, so, I mean, it was tiny. Um, and I loved it. I mean, I could not possibly have um, had a better base structure for certainly compassion and insight. Um, however, you know, I mean, I, I was uh, part of a farm family. Um, I, I was that little girl. I, I mean, from the time I could remember, I wanted to be an astronaut, really. Um, okay. And I, I was that little girl who was very interested in science and very interested in, um, you know, space specifically. Um, but I was a little girl in the seventies in the South on a farm. So <laughs> that sort of, uh, in the last five years has evolved into the, uh, realization that I'm not unique in that way. So that sort of is a segue into, um, how next phase came to be specifically. Okay. So, but I, I'm, before we kind of get into that, I'm curious, what was your fascination with space at an early age? You know, I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I watched, I watched movies like, um, 2001 a space odyssey and, um, uh, let's see, what is it? Fantastic voyage. The one with Raquel Welch, where they, you know, reduce themselves down in size and go into the human body to fight some disease or a brain tumor or something. Uh, and I just, I mean, from the time I could remember probably four years old, maybe five, six at the very most, I can remember just thinking that that was the coolest thing ever, and I wanted to be a part of that and had no clue how, none at all. Um, I was a Trekkie, you know, the original Star Trek sure. was uh, the coolest thing ever in my mind. Um, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't really say where it came from. I can just remember watching those shows and being really involved and really engaged and really excited about that stuff and thinking that that was absolutely a million miles away from me. Sure. No, I, I always find it fascinating um, how people kind of come to into this stuff. So no, it makes it makes some sense. Um, so you, you went to university. What did you take in university? I was I, I majored in human biology um, okay. and nursing. Um, 
and it, it took me, honestly, it took me a long time to get my degrees, um, or my degree specifically, uh, life happens, you know, as a, as a, a, a younger kid who really didn't have the sort of structure and direction that she needed to, um, evolve the talents and skills that she had, I kind of, uh, caused a little trouble. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. I, you know, I mean, I, I believe that intellectual boredom and lack of stimulation is every bit as dangerous as any other kind of, uh, you know, physical, like sports related. Um, you know, if a kid doesn't have a track, um, it, it leads to trouble. And I'm, I, I'm proof of that. I, you know, I mean, I, I own the fact that I, I did some really dumb things as a young kid because I didn't have, um, I, I didn't have the sort of structure that I probably needed. Sure. So, so it took me 25 years basically to get my degree. <laughs> All right. Well, there's there's nothing wrong with that, right? I think I think No. Uh-uh. Uh, because the, throughout that process, I you know, I mean, I I also, you know, just because it took me that long to get that sort of documented degree, uh didn't preclude the fact that I uh, you know, continued to pursue that interest in um in physics, in uh, you know, quantum physics, in space, in all of those things. Um so, I mean, in large part, a lot of the things that I know are autodidactic as much as uh, degree earned um, and just as hard earned because I, you know, spent the time to do it. Sure. And I think that's important, though, too, right? There's there's a lot of people that are successful with and without a degree, and you you don't necessarily need to have one to be successful, especially in kind of the startup kind of space, Right. And I think yes, that's exactly. super important to, to tell to people that, you know, in, in a lot of cases, it's hard work and some luck and being the right place at the right time, you know, or creating your own luck, as I like to call it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that said, you know, and I absolutely agree that you have to create your own luck, but you also um, a, a support system, sure, a very solid much so. support system is uh, absolutely invaluable and irreplaceable. Um, experience has taught me that, sure. um, you know, whether that comes from, you know, uh, whether that comes from family or whether that comes from, you know, your tribe, what I, what I like to call your tribe, my tribe. Okay. I'll elaborate on that a little more. What do you mean by your tribe? Does that mean like spouse, coworkers, both? Um, both. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not married, so, okay. um, but like, uh, you know, my business partners, um, sure. my friends, uh, and, you know, at this point in my life, really, my business partners are largely uh, my friends. Um, the, the, the next day, I, I mean, like, for instance, the next day foundation, key staff and board of, uh, you know, board of directors and, and all that uh, are brilliant at what they do. Um, and, I trust their judgment implicitly and apparently they trust mine or they wouldn't be here because sometimes I think they're a whole lot smarter than I am. <laughs> um, but so that's, that's who I refer to as my tribe. I, you know, I mean, most of them started out as friends and we've evolved into business relationships here and there to different degrees. And the ones who are now on the next day foundation are, you know, as a result of that. Sure. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. And you brought up something really interesting. Well, a couple of things there. Um, trust, I think, is huge, especially when yeah. you're, you're building out like a team of people um, yeah. or tribe, as you call it. I, I actually like tribe better than team, to be honest with you. I was, I've was i been thinking about that recently. 
um, about like, I was like, I don't really like the word team. I was looking for something new, like to call and tribe. I yeah. like tribe. I like that. It's interesting. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing you brought up is working with people that you feel are smarter than you, right? Because oh yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't have the ego to, to do that. But I think it's almost a disservice to yourself and the others you're working with if you don't each bring kind of your own area of expertise, right? And that... Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, um, especially working, you know, this is a foundation. This is, you know, this is a not-for-profit endeavor. And um, I, I really, that's, that's a great thing about what all of us do, not just me, but all of us, um, my entire team. Uh, we're not one bit afraid to say, I'm really good at this part, but I had no idea what... <laughs> You know, that part is totally out of my wheelhouse. So tell me what I need to know in order for you to do your job well um, and for me to support you. Uh, and we have that sort of communication, that sort of trust, and that sort of organization. And I just, I mean, it blows my mind the people that we have. And I believe that it's because we've established that sort of organization right off the bat, right out of the chute, that we have uh, been able to. Um, elect into our larger sphere the caliber of people that we have, which blows me away. I mean, I wake up every morning and think, oh, my God, I can't believe I had that conversation with that person yesterday. Um, It's really, it's really incredible. That's amazing. It's really incredible. Yeah. So what exactly is Next Phase and why did you guys start the foundation? Next Phase Foundation is um, we're... Our goal ultimately is to be able to expand high-tech entrepreneurship and STEAM education uh, throughout the nation. Um, Our mode of doing that um, is to do tech transfer challenges. Um, The first one, uh, which will occur next year, um, is with NASA. Uh, We're taking 20 to 40 NASA tech transfer challenges. patents and we're going to uh, list those on our website which is still in development right now it should be out in mid-november but we're we're going to take 20 to 40 nasa patents list those on the website say guys it doesn't matter what college you're associated with what um, organization you're associated with if you can bring us um, a, a solid enough concept for development of some commercialized version of this patent and a business plan structured around that to successfully market it uh, and bring it to market, then we want you to compete. Um, We want you to bring your best to the table. Um, We're hoping to get, um, you know, well, we've been told that we can expect to get probably 800 to 1,000 applications. Wow. Uh, We're, uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And this is still very new. Uh, specifically in this structure, but, you know, on average with college competitions like this and a couple of previous competitions that are still going ongoing, um, we've been told we can expect about 800 to 1,000. And we'd like to narrow that down to about 100 um, and then bring those before our panel and have our panel narrow that down to a tight 2025. Uh, to actually compete. And it'll be a competition that runs over six months, basically, uh, with uh, your initial um, admittance into the program and a competition, and then uh, a check-in midway through, and then the final where 
uh, you know, NASA signs over the patent and uh, the, you, uh, the, com- the competitors have an opportunity to speak with uh, potential investors and VCs and things like that. that. That's very cool. So how did you guys get NASA on board? You know what? <laughs> it's so funny that you say that. Um, I was, prior to taking on this and deciding that this was what I wanted to do, um, I was a managing editor for a regional uh, multi-platform publication called okay. Heart. Uh, one Thursday afternoon, well, back in October of last year, I started following what's called the NASA Tech Transfer Program. Um, and it's, you know, it's a program to facilitate commercialization of NASA patents. Okay. It's been around uh, since NASA's inception, but not many people know about it. Well, this new tech transfer program specifically, they're setting up to better market it. And I'd started following it. I stumbled onto it in social media probably back in October, November of last year and started following it and couldn't figure out why more people weren't, you know, engaged in this. Sure. <laughs> I, uh, because, I mean, it's an amazing program and these are some mind-blowing patents. Oh, sure. Um, I can imagine. And, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, and that go across every industry. So I followed it for a few months and then back in April, um, I pitched a story to my then publisher and said, listen, I want to, <laughs> I want to work with NASA. <laughs> and he sure. was like, what? And, um, he, I said, there's this program called the tech transfer challenge or the tech trans NASA tech transfer program. And I don't understand why it doesn't get better, uh, press and copy than it gets and why it doesn't get more attention than it gets. And I want to be a part of, you know, promoting that. Sure. And he said, I mean, he literally laughed <laughs> and said, good luck with that. He said, give it a shot, you know. Well, so I, I spent the weekend reaching out to NASA Tech uh, transfer representatives across the United States, including uh, Dan Lockney, um, out of, uh, who is the national director of the program out of uh, D.C., and uh, Terry Taylor out of Marshall Space Flight in Alabama. Okay. And... Um, uh, reaching out to them just blindly on LinkedIn. And, okay, you found them on uh, LinkedIn. That was going to be my next yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. I love that, though. Yeah. Right? I know. I know. It's, it's, it's really become a great resource for me. Um, but so I reached out to them on LinkedIn just blindly. That's um, awesome. Well, that's how <laughs> yeah. we met, to be fair. We met on LinkedIn. Yeah, it is, yeah. So. Um, but the really cool thing about it to me was that by the by that Monday morning, I had responses from virtually every single base that I had reached out to, really? including Dan Lockney himself wow. saying, I, I'm so sorry I, that it took me so long to get back to you. Yeah, definitely. Let's set something up. Um, <laughs> I love when people apologize and it's been like a day or two. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. you're Dan Lockney of NASA. What do I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's no. nothing for you to apologize for. That's so funny. I love that though. Like <laughs> people are so humble, right? Sometimes it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the way it turned out. Within two weeks, I'd done probably, I think, four or five interviews with a number of them across the, the nation, including Terry Taylor there at Marshall Space Flight Center and Dan, Mr. Dan Lockney there um, as the national uh, director of the program. And uh, so what turned into a, what was uh, my, a request of my publisher to do a, a single story turned into an entire series on the NASA tech transfer program um that was really cool and really exciting and everybody from nasa was so open and so 
excited about this and so engaged that it was important to me to, to promote that sort of um, enthusiasm uh, for the program that they believe in. Very clearly, they believe in this program. But the more that I, but the more that I spoke with them and the more that I thought about it, the more I thought, man, we need something like this for this area, for this region in the Southeast, U.S. specifically. And then the more I thought, well, if we need it, why couldn't it be me? Sure. Why couldn't I do this? I've Hence done the research. why you love the space stuff from being a kid, yeah, right? I get exactly. it's not all space technology, but it's still space related, right? So you've been yeah, wanting yeah. to work with this for your whole life, basically. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was the scariest. This is the single scariest step I've ever taken in my life, without a doubt. Um, but those which are the brings best, me right? back to my tribe. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that brings me back to my tribe. If I didn't have such an amazing tribe, man, this, this would never have happened. And that's the truth. Um, because they, they are the ones, particularly my partner, Stephen Gantz. Um, he's the one, he balances me out when I'm the angry one. He's the <laughs> one who's like, okay, Robin, just take a breath. When I'm the that's one who's like, I, this, I, I don't know what we're thinking. I, why, why, why are we doing this? He's like, don't be ridiculous. You got us here. You'll get us further. <laughs> <laughs> you need those so, types of people though, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they're, they're amazing. And especially, you know, coming from the background, the environment that I did where, you know, my family didn't understand and they still don't. Uh, short of my daughter, who's hugely supportive and she's a part of the foundation, my family is very salt of the earth. You go to work 40, 45 hours a week. You make that check. You, you know, uh, life is safe sure. or it's, you know, or it's not. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Um, and that's not to take away from my family. I love my family, but you know, I mean, they, they, they don't understand. They think I'm nuts. Um, <laughs> I think you have to be a bit nuts when you're, when you're looking to do a startup or be an entrepreneur. I, I think it's just, part of it and I don't mean it in a negative way because I would put myself in the same boat but so you yeah know, I think it's totally fine right I don't think there's anything wrong with being a little bit like you know what I'm just gonna go ahead and do this and I'm just gonna figure out how to do this like of course you need to be a little bit nuts to think that you're just gonna do it right so I, yeah. I think it's uh -huh. great I love it I love yeah. the passion yeah yeah it's really cool and I love it and uh, you know, I know we're driving Terry, Terry Taylor out of Marshall Space Flight specifically is the one who's um, our liaison with NASA. And um, I know we drive him crazy with questions and things like that, but we want, uh, it's really important to us to represent this well um, as in partnership with NASA, as well as, you know, to move this forward into a greater conversation of STEAM education um, and provision of STEAM education and how we can make it better for a whole lot more kids. You know, I mean, geography is really secondary. Uh, you know, I was, you know, that little girl in the 1970s on a farm in South, uh, North, North Central Arkansas. Sure. But, you know, I mean, there are kids in uh, tenements in Chicago, New York, um, L.A., um, there are kids probably in TPs in Montana who have the same sort of skill sets that, if they're not addressed, that's a shame. Totally. You know, that is a shame. That is a heartbreak because um, I think we all have our skills and our talents. And, and, and I think they all, I, I think we all need an opportunity to explore those to the, to, to their fullest fruition, at least. 
No, I, I, I totally agree with you. And like the thing is, I think a lot of people don't think about it, but everything we we have attained as like mankind is somebody came up with like a crazy idea one day and went for it. You know? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. it's it sounds so simple, but like I think we forget that a lot of the time, right? And so I, I think what you guys are doing is is really great. And so well, I, I'm curious then what types of people and companies and ideas are you guys kind of looking for for the program for the competition itself yeah <laughs> well i mean obviously we're uh, you know i mean we've got there are actually two levels to the competition we have a junior level competition okay. um which we're piloting with a single school um which is arkansas school for math sciences and arts um here in arkansas Okay. Um, because of the association of Dan Fredenberg foundation, um, Dan was, um, a former head of privacy for Google X. Um, and oh, wow. he passed away in April of 2015 at the age of 30, at, thir- at the age of 33 years old, yeah, um, right. in an avalanche, um, uh, in Nepal. Um, his sister, Trisha Carreri is a, a very good friend of mine and has been for uh, 15 years. Um, and you know, Dan at the time of his passing had gone through sort of a a spiritual reawakening. Uh, I mean, he was incredibly intelligent. He was an engineer involved in tons and tons and tons of things. He was a graduate of, of ASMSA, which is where that sort of, um, personal link comes in. Uh, but he had gone through about a year before his passing had gone through sort of a spiritual reawakening where he realized that as much as, as much good as he had done in, um, in an intellectual way to contribute, he felt like he hadn't maybe fully realized his spiritual contribution to the world. So he went, you know, I mean, he it sort of started embracing these, um, efforts at, you know, higher conscientiousness of, uh, conscience of, uh, uh, you know, just some socially charged issues, education, um, water, uh, you know, clean water, things like that, any number of things. And, um, I, it was a real loss, um, to have lost him. I, I did not know Dan well. But um, I've come to know Dan in the time since then, and I, it, it, the world lost an amazing person. So um, that's the long way of going about of my apologies there. No, no, He was, was a graduate of um, ASMSA, and um, so it, it, it sort of sparked something in me to uh, – I wanted to be able to contribute not just to entrepreneurship of adults who may have – you know, falling through the cracks like I did for a long, long time. But I also wanted, I, I, it's very important to me to be able to better facilitate for the future entrepreneurs of the world, to give them opportunities to explore, you know, these, these um, genuine interests and skill sets a little better. Um, and ASMSA was just an obvious choice, not just for geography, but for, for the fact that um, they have some brilliant students coming out of there, um, really inspired students. So uh, Dan, Sister Tricia, and I visited with them back in uh, late May or early June, I believe. And uh, they were very excited about the prospect of doing anything with NASA to the point where 
they actually, and this just blows my mind that they managed to do this, but they did to the point where they actually managed to develop an entire curriculum around a two year curriculum within just two months um, around high tech entrepreneurship um, based on the fact that they were going to be able to compete in a junior level of this competition. Um, It's just uh, unbelievable that they were able to develop an entire curriculum out of that in just that brief period of time. It's unbelievable and so impressive. Um, And then, you know, on the, uh, on the, you know, adult side of things, anyone 18 and over, we want, uh, we want anyone from any kind of background, um, including college students and college teams. We want them to be able to compete. That's really, really um, important to us. I had, you know, my stepdad uh, was a, an engineer and didn't even know it. I can remember him building beautiful things, drawing out, um, you know, drawing out very detailed plants or things um, anywhere from, you know, like a, a shop that looked like a, a full-fledged home to trailers to um, any number of things. And he had these skills and never even graduated in ninth grade. Really? Wow. Um, you know, and he's not just the only example. I've got friends growing that I've grown up with that, you know, are brilliant at what they do. I've seen them build things that in their garages, literally, that would, you know, blow your mind. But they, they, they didn't go that college route. So I think that there's a whole vast, untapped um, well of skill and talent that uh, we want to be able to help access and help facilitate um, to, uh, through these competitions. And, you know, based on the, 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 the level of judges that we have and the backgrounds that they come from and things like that, I think it's going to be a great pipeline for facilitating that skill and uh, the industries that need them. I hope it is. I really, uh, I believe that we're building a good solid structure for that. So, Sure. No, I, I hope that answers your question. Does that no, answer your question? Yeah, totally. I, I think it's okay. I think it's really good. I, I think it's awesome what you guys are trying to do. And I, I think you're right. There's a lot of people that maybe either chose not to go into something or they couldn't afford to do it or, or a handful yeah. of other circumstances that yeah. you're you're almost giving them either a first chance or even a second or third chance at this, right? And so exactly. I think it's yeah. super important for what you guys are doing. So for somebody that's looking to apply what is what do they kind of really need to do? Well, uh, you know, as I said, our website should be available next month. We're working diligently with our web designer, Travis Taylor, um, to get that developed. But ultimately, we're going to have an application process, okay. which includes the uh, 40 patents that we're going to be working with. Uh, it's going to include links to the cover sheets for those so that, you know, any potential applicant can have an idea of uh, what they have to work with. They choose a patent, they go to a team that they create or that someone we can help them create um, and develop not only uh, a proof of concept for a prototype, but also a solid business plan uh, for marketing and uh, further development and all of that that goes into, you know, commercializing anything. Um, and they present that. We're, uh, I, I think right now uh, we're still early. It's so early. I mean, literally all of this started in June. So apologies for the fluid dates and everything. But um, 
uh, right now the goal is to uh, start the application process in March. Okay. Uh, once the once the website is up in November, as soon as the website's up in November, those application or those uh, uh, patent cover sheets are going to be available for folks to start reviewing and things like that. And if we have an application launch date, I think of March, and that gives them plenty of time to check it out, see what's available, and then you know go to the drawing board and figure out what they want to do. Um, and then, you know, I mean, our, our structure, of course, is to be able to um, provide uh, to the finalists, um, our structure is, is a goal of being able to provide um, airfare, lodging, um, collaboration space, uh, food stipends, all that good stuff for every single team that makes it to the finals um, so that they – they are provided the absolute best case scenario for succeeding long-term success in not just developing this prototype, but in developing a business around it. Sure. No, I, I think that's awesome and, and great. I'm, I'm curious, are you guys going to film this at all or put, put it up online? Like as like a, you know, a web series or, we're hoping to, yeah, uh, and and we've actually tossed around that thought um, right now because we're still in such early build, uh, building stages um, and trying to make the alliances that we need to support these young entrepreneurs and these kids that enter and things like that. Um, we haven't um, made any decisions on that, but certainly it's something that we've discussed in brief, and I would love to be able to do that because, again, I just feel like that's one more way to To get the talent that I know is there, um, I, I'm not unique and I'm not special um, in that respect. So I know the talent is there, even if it is untapped, and even if they don't realize it at the offset, at the outset, uh, that's just one more way to publicize that and get them out there. Um, it would be really important to me if we were to do something like that that it not be handled in that sort of reality yeah. show dreadful way but yes i mean you know um i'd love to be able to do something like that and it is something we're considering sure. even if like the the groups that are actually building products just film it on their smartphone or something like all the modern smartphones shoot very oh, yeah. good video that you could easily post online to youtube or whatever right and i think those would be that'd be fascinating Absolutely. right yeah. so I don't know. It just kind of came to me yeah. as I was thinking about, or as we were chatting. But I think the the thing that's really cool is you're you're basically breaking down the borders of kind of city and state. It doesn't really matter, right? Like you said, like people can look at these exactly. patents and decide, you know, I want to work on this thing, and you know, I'm going to get a group of people and we're going to build something in our garage or a bunch of our garages. And it doesn't really matter if you live in a huge city or the smallest town in America. Right. And you could even ship and you That's can exactly like ship right, parts yeah. or pieces across the country and, you know, work on this stuff. Right. And I think that's kind of fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, do you, mm -hmm. could you share any of the like patents, potential patents that you guys are working on? Like maybe not exactly like the technical side, but is it like, is there certain kind of technologies that you could potentially share that, you know, to get some kind of interest in, in potentially pursuing those patents that when you guys actually post well, this? Well, you know, the, 
the interesting thing about it is that um, most of these cover, no, all of these cover virtually uh, combined, all of these cover virtually every industry okay. you can imagine. Communication, instrumentation, mechanics, med tech, um, IT, um, AI, um, sports performance. Um, let's see, what else? Um, agriculture, um, aquaculture. Um, I, I mean, it's it, and that was something that I was really kind of honestly a little sure. surprised about. Um, just the extensive um, usability of any of these things. And you know, I'm not an engineer, um, I, I, not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but for me to be able to look at these patents and say, you know what, I could see this being upsized or downsized and tweaked in this way. Um, and being able to use it for, um, you know, sports compression injury, injury. Right. or I can see this item being taken and sized down and used um, to um, improve clutch response in a BMW. Uh, I, so for me to be able to do that, I know there are going to be people who are brilliant in their own respects, um, in their in real respects in this in this way that will take sure. even No, that's awesome. So. Did NASA give you like the 40 patents or did you get to pick them or is it a little of both or kind of walk me through how they decided to release these? You know what? <laughs> NASA has a website that they have okay. these on. They have this list of 1,400 wow. patents. And um, I had explored these patents, you know, cursorily when I was doing the uh, interviews with, you know, the NASA representative, the tech transfer uh, representatives. I'd sort of gone through them. But then when I decided that I wanted to undertake a, a, an actual challenge in some way, I, I, I committed more directly and went through pretty in pretty good detail. Uh, I would imagine almost all oh, of those wow. 1,400 patents, as crazy as that sounds. That would have taken yeah. a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it really did. I mean, it was painstaking. It was super cool. Um, but it was painstaking and it, uh, but the, really the painstaking part of it was narrowing it down for me anyway, was narrowing sure. it down. Um, I, I think I've got it down right now to 45 okay. patents. Um, and it's just like, I'm being pressured to take a, a few more patents off the <laughs> list <laughs> and it's just killing me. I mean, it's killing me because they're so good. They are so good. And, uh, you know, um, I can see potential for them really serving, um, humanity, society in substantial ways, sure. all of them. Sure. In one way or so yeah. are, is the plan to do kind of one of these big competitions a year or do a couple a year or walk me through kind of how that's going to work? For the, uh, at least to start, we're probably, our, our goal is probably going to be okay. one a year. Um, we want to be able to start with NASA and we want to be able to do competitions in uh, partnership with NASA um, for as long as they'll allow us to, certainly. But we also have some interest in uh, working with the Department of Defense and DARPA and uh, uh, some of the other organizations that we've sort of reached out to uh, tentatively um, to just figure things out and see how we might be able to collaborate and cooperate with them. Um, but yes, uh, annually and we're starting with NASA, but we're hoping that's, we're expecting that that's not going to be the gotcha. last. So of you them. could do maybe like one event with each of them per, throughout the year or something, or 
Yeah, okay, that makes yeah. some sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I would assume that obviously they would each kind of give you different sets of patents to play with and, and kind of let, okay, yeah, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of crossover. I, I don't know, do those, do they even like talk to each other or kind of share patents, those different kind of uh, organizations? I can tell you that um, NASA and Department of of Defense specifically, of course, for obvious reasons, do have, you know, um, uh, modes of communication. I'm really not sure how much overlap there is, um, especially as far as their patent processes go and things like that. Uh, But I can tell you that, you know, so far, each of the industries, each of the organizations that we've spoken with um, have uh, panels that are unique to them. Um, that they are very interested in sharing and, and very interested in, you know, getting out there um, for a more public use type thing. So, I, I mean, this is just such a cool and exciting thing for us. Totally. It really is. So I, I know you guys are kind of like a not-for-profit, but how are you guys planning yeah. on funding kind of the whole thing? We are looking for impact investors. Primarily, we're looking at okay. impact investors. Uh, people who get that the uh, people and organizations who get that the impact of this is resonant. It's not it's not just about the bottom dollar and making a profit. It's about a resonant impact and growing um, talent and skill uh, from the ground up, literally, because, you know, our goals are in, you know, in sort of influencing education as well. So, uh, and we say, I mean, we've gotten some fantastic feedback. Again, it's very early and we've only been at this for, what, sure. four months now. But, I mean, some of the people that we've spoken with, including potential investors, um, has been just amazing. Um, and we're, you know, hoping to get anybody and everybody involved that we can to make it an effective support system for um, kids coming up as well as um, young entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general who have the skill and talent, they just need a platform to, uh, uh, but and people are welcome to reach out to me at my email, which is Robin, R-O-B-I-N, at nextphasefoundation.org. Um, and I'm, I, I'm certainly willing to exchange with anyone who's interested. Um, uh, because right now, I mean, it's one of those things where we're just, sort of learning as we go along, evolving as we go along. And if we see someone with a skill set that we can use, um, absolutely. If they're willing, interested, and able, we want to be able to utilize that. And uh, because every, every component that we can add that's going to be more effective for promoting um, greater STEAM education, more effective STEAM education in high-tech entrepreneurship, we want it. We want, we want to be able to add them to the roster. So, sure, that yeah. makes sense. And if people are um, interested in getting more information about you guys, where can they do that? Right now, um, currently at this moment, you can go to LinkedIn and put in Next Phase Foundation. That's got um, our, you know, our mission statement, our general um, vision, um, our website, uh, www.nextphasefoundation.org uh, will be up hopefully by the third week of November. That's our goal. Um, or you can just email me, robin at nextfacefoundation.org, and I'll be glad to send out, um, you know, some of the things that we've gathered as far as, you know, the project overview specifically, which, you know, any potential 
competitors would be interested in that. Um, and if you have questions about, you know, our structure or anything like that, uh, that email address will come in, in handy as well. All right. Well, um, I guess I'll let you go. But uh, thanks again for doing this. And uh, I look forward to keeping in touch with you and, uh, you know, have a good rest of your day. You too. Thanks so much, Kevin. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. And keep playing the future.